Hello and welcome to Play DNA. My name is Cassandra. I'm Damon. I'm Sarah. Poor Sarah is feeling ill today, so <laughs> her voice is going to be a little bit different. But I um, apologize for my voice, yes. <laughs> uh, first of all, let's talk about games that we have already played, uh, that we played again this week. Well, I play Jekyll and Hyde. We've played a few times. Is it Jekyll versus Hyde or Jekyll and Hyde? I thought it was Jekyll and Hyde, but when I see the words Jekyll and also Hyde, I don't look at the thing between them. So for all I know, it's a slash or a plus or <laughs> some new symbol. Uh, but I'm going to call it Jekyll and Hyde. Uh, it's a two-player trick-taking game. It's good. It's different. Um, uh, and I don't know. I've played it maybe four times now. So it's um, it's been interesting each time. I think I've probably beat each, t- each side twice. So as asymmetrical games go, we'll see how much longer it lasts. I just bought that game for our trip, and I just played it for the first time, and I really enjoyed it. There's not... I i don't think I've ever played another two-person trick-taking game ever. Yeah, it's interesting. I just looked it up. It's versus Jekyll versus Hyde. Yeah. Uh, let's see. What else did we play we played before? We played some more Magic with our Jumpstart decks that we got from PAX. I mean, I played Cribbage again on the plane, but I don't think we played anything else I've played before. We've played all new games this week, so... Does anybody ever stare at you while you play cribbage on a plane not really <laughs> especially on this flight because it's such a long flight most people are just sleeping while you're playing so uh, okay yeah so let's so let's let's talk about new games that we played i played a game called the search for planet x i don't know if you guys have played this before we, we have it. yeah I thought it was a very clever game. It's um, a, a logical deduction game. You're trying to find Planet X. The game is in a circle, so you can only, I guess, you inquire about certain areas of the board and deduce where Planet X is based on what you're deducing, like what, what the information is giving you. Um, you can only look at places where the sun is hitting. You can't look at the dark side of the board. And so, I don't know. I'm not very good at logical deduction games, so it's very hard for me, but everyone else seemed to get it. Like everyone else found Planet <laughs> X, but me. So it was kind of embarrassing. But it's a very, Aww. it's a very good logical deduction game. It takes a bit to learn the first time through. I think it was like, I, I things got a little bogged down with just the amount of time people were taking on their turns because they wanted to try to, you know, collapse their tree, is what Glenn says. So uh, it took a while for us to play it, but I would highly recommend this game and i think it's pretty highly rated and it's just a fun deduction game so it's clue like in its deduction i would say um the only thing that i didn't like about it is that it had such high upkeep like there were there just a lot of things that you had to kind of keep track of on the board for sure um and yeah and upkeep it's one of those games that's like oh this would be a better video game probably (laughs) but it, it is yeah. fun. Yeah. Uh, we played a game called Seventh Continent. And this is not Damon's first time playing this game. Um, he actually soloed it a while back. Um, one of the, I feel like one of the only games you've ever played solo. Well, depends how you define solo. So a lot of people define that as finishing the game. Well, okay. Played solo, yeah. But you played, you said you played like six or seven hours of it, right? Maybe. That's about a one thirtieth of the game. So yeah. Well, yeah, we're not very far in and there's no way we're going to finish it. <laughs> but um, it is a campaign style game. You're exploring 
the seventh continent, I guess. And um, it's it feels like a choose your own adventure to me, kind of, even though there is like there is a way forwards and there's there's there are certain things that you're going to have to do in order to finish the game. But um, there are these location tiles, all of your little people sit on these tiles and on each tile, there are a variety of things that you can look at and choose to do. Um, there are the, the most fun thing so far that I've found is on a lot of the cards, which are the locations, there are little secret items hidden. So there might be footprints that show, oh, you can hunt here, or there might be, we found this like bush and it was like, if you find a location card that has this bush on it, then you can eat the berries and heal or whatever it was. Um, and there are some cards that kind of escape room style have hidden numbers in them. And if you see the hidden number, then you get to look at that card inside of the box. Um, <laughs> the game is absolutely enormous. It's two full boxes of cards, um, like filled to the brim. Um, so, so many cards. It is a story game. So there's a lot going on. Um, and there's a lot to read, but again, I mean, again, it's just one of those games that because there's so many cards and there's so much to maintain, I don't really see the benefit of it being paper and not like a video game system. Um, it's just so complicated. Um, so I'm having fun with it. Um, I'm not going to play it for a hundred hours or however long it would take <laughs> to finish it. Um, Damon, do you think there are any benefits to playing it with other people versus when you played it alone? We must be going a lot slower. I'm still convinced we're the only people who have ever played it multiplayer, including its designer. Oh. Uh, so I, I don't, I don't know if anyone else has ever tried that. I uh, no, there's no benefits, but I don't think they expected there were any benefits. Um, it's just more than one person playing a, yeah. a cooperative game. The rules are very loosey-goosey as far as, like, you don't take turns. It's just kind of like, choose who's going to do this action, and then you can take as many actions as you want. Oh, before that sounds you... awful. Yeah, it's just, you basically are just playing one person. You just happen to have multiple pawns. And, and each of you can do, each of you has separate items in your pack but if you're on if you're all on the same location tile then all of you can participate in anything that you're doing so um yeah i guess probably not much of a difference other than when there are multiple people playing we're all talking about what to do next rather than just one person making the choice and moving forwards which is probably a lot quicker um but i i wouldn't if you're the kind of person who likes this game, you already know. So I don't need to recommend it to anybody, I don't think. Like, if you're a person who has $200 to throw at a giant, giant game like this, then great. Otherwise, you know, it's just, it's self-selecting because of the price. Mm. We also played a game called Frank's Zoo. I wouldn't look for this game. It's out of print. Glenn has a like an unopened copy from like 1999 or something. It was ridiculous. Oh. Frank Zoo is a climbing game and it can play up to, I think, eight people. A lot of people can play this game. I wouldn't recommend it. I thought it was the dumbest climbing game I've ever played. 
so in the game you have animals like some of them are land animals like lions and like there's mice and obviously the mi- the lion trumps the mouse because he's bigger and in the sea the whale will trump the sea lion because he's bigger but there's ranks of cards just like in regular climbing games but if someone were to play say a land animal like the mouse you can only trump it with land animals so you couldn't trump it with the whale even though the whale is the highest ranking card of the sea and uh Hmm. so i just kind of find it frustrating because whenever someone led a land animal and all i had was sea animals it's like sometimes they could get rid of all their hand and like i was just stuck there with my cards because no one was ever playing sea animals and it was so dumb after the first round, it becomes a partner game. I don't know why, because I feel like that made it even worse. Um, yeah, I'm glad this is out of print. I would not recommend Frank Sue. I thought it was so dumb. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys open that brand new that oh, yeah. sealed pack? There was still plastic on it. So. Okay. <laughs> I was just wondering, because I know Glenn often has multiple copies of the same game. I was wondering if maybe he was trying to maintain one of them to he does sell that, later. I don't know. I mean, if you're thinking that, like, this is a collector's <laughs> item and someone would want it, sure. But is it worth playing? No, it sucks. So I don't know. <laughs> trying to think of any good games that are out of pr- I mean, Dune was out of print for a while. And that was, like, one of those holy grail games that people kept talking about all the time. Uh, um, what about the Dogs of War game that you have? It's true. That is out of print. Yeah. But it's all, I mean, it's a little different. Something that's out of print for a year versus, like, decades. Oh, this is not a game I played recently, but I just remembered um, when we were at PAX, we talked to um, Amigo, Amigo. We talked to Amigo and I asked them, I said, so are you ever going to update Bonanza <laughs> so that it's prettier? And they said, yes, there's actually a game coming out soon um, that they completely reskinned. Um, so it's not going to be about beans anymore. It's going to be the same game mechanically, but I think it, it's about flowers. flowers. Right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry, Sarah. I know you love those beans. I know. I do. I do like the one that looks like he's peeing. <laughs> <laughs> they have a whole population of English speakers who cannot stand the beans, want flowers, flowers yeah. immediately. Yeah. I. The, none of the puns would make any sense, but none of the puns make any sense anyways. I learned more German trying to understand the beans and bonanza <laughs> than I've learned from anything else in my life. Okay, I have a couple more. Um, we played a game called Zombie Dice. This is a very simple game where you have dice in this zombie bucket, and it's a push-your-luck <laughs> game, so you take the dice out. Depending on which dice you get, there's like predominantly green dice predominantly red dice and predominantly yellow dice the red dice have more zombies on them the green ones have the least amount of zombies and the yellow ones have like a medium amount of zombies so what you're trying to do Mm. is roll and then if you manage to punch a zombie you can keep rolling um but if you manage to roll three zombies at any point in time you have to put all the dice back in the bucket and you don't get to count any of your points it's a very very simple game i think the first person to killing 15 zombies wins but i found it very enjoyable it's kind of like just a dumb zombie pusher sort of game. <laughs> bare bones. And it was very entertaining. Yeah, very bare bones, just simple pusher luck game. That's a good name for a game, so, bare, bare bones. bones. <laughs> yeah, that's a good pun. <laughs> like bear, uh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you're thinking about a very different thing. <laughs> 
bear bones yeah like it could be an actual bear or i don't know maybe it's dumb it probably is anyway <laughs> we also played a new reiner Canizia game which is called san francisco now i've never played the game coloretto i don't have you guys played that well it's not his game no no but I've, i read a lot of stuff online i've never played coloretto but I guess the way you draft the cards in San Francisco is very similar to Colorado. I don't they know. They do both end in O, so they're probably very similar. <laughs> so in uh, San Francisco, it's it's a card drafting game, basically. Um, much like Colorado, you're taking cards. Um, but the more you take, you take a contract with them. And you can only take as many contracts as... You can't take a stack of cards... That's three. So you had three contracts and there's a stack of cards that has three and you want that stack. You can't take that stack because you already have three contracts and you have to get rid of those contracts before you can draft more contracts. And it's kind of a weird mechanic. Um, and then you build up your San Francisco city and they have the little buildings you can build up with your skylines and you can create your train systems that go around the board. And you really want to create like connectivity um, with your trains and your cities and the way they come together it was an okay game it was a bit long for my taste and like a little dull (laughs) i don't know about you but like building skyscrapers in san francisco isn't like the most fun thing i've ever done in a board game (laughs) i don't know i mean yeah it it sounds kind of boring when you're describing it but i have seen pictures of it and it looks pretty the skyline looks pretty when you build it up because there is little mini um like skyscrapers they put in the game and mm. when you build the skyscrapers you can put them on there mm-hmm. and it is a good like two player like there is some player interaction in there which is nice like people can screw you over with the cards they take um so i don't know if you like red Canizia, it might be worth checking out i wouldn't buy it like i did now i'm stuck with it, mm-hmm. I like it <laughs> how much could much. it possibly have cost it was like 28.99 oh that's not terrible but not great for a game you don't want yeah i'll probably be selling it <laughs> I just have a couple more. Of course. Um, John Luke brought on our trip. I was on the trip to Copenhagen, and so he brought on our trip this game called Spot It. This is a game by Blue Orange Games, very family-oriented game company. It's the simplest game. So what you do is you flip over a card. The card on the front side has objects. Like one could be a treble clef and then you have a pair of car keys and there's a sun and a yin and yang symbol there's all kinds of symbols on it and then you flip over the next card and you have to find the common symbol on both the cards and whoever mm. says it first gets the card and then you go through the whole stack and at the end of the game whoever has the most cards that they've spotted wins the game uh, it's very good for children i would say it got boring for adults after the second play i was like okay i'm good i don't need to play this game anymore sounds like a much friendlier version of that ghost game what ghost game the one that almost kills us every time we play it it's the the ghost slapping game there's like different uh minis and there's a there are different images on the cards no i've never played this no No. we've played it with you i have no Um, idea what you're talking about Dang it. What is it called? Yeah, think of it. <sighs> there, there are a bunch of things in the middle of the table, and you have to grab, you oh, have to check. Oh, Ghost Blitz. Yes, yes, but that game is super, ghost like, by far superior, because it actually takes brain power. This one, like, 
I don't know. You just see the object. You're like, oh, it's the sun. Like, it's on the same thing on both. It's so easy. Oh. I, I like Ghost Splits a lot better, but. Yeah. And those are the ones I've played this week, so. Cool. Yeah, we didn't we didn't have too much this week, but that's okay. Um, I mean, we, we just play so many unpublished games that we can't talk about, so <laughs> we play our own games a lot, and we play a lot of other people's games as well, so we've just been doing a lot of playtesting, but um, you can find a list of all the games that we just talked about on our website or in the podcast notes below, and um, as always... Play safe, play often, and we'll see you next time.